James's Saturday Show. Fantastic classics, artist interviews, and brand new music. James's Saturday Show on IndieLive.radio. Good morning. Hello, James. <laughs> Good morning. Is this Darren? Good morning. Yeah, I've, oh, I've got there eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'll be about to stay up this morning. Um, right. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, no problem. How are you doing, sir? I'm really well. Thank you very much for asking, all things considered. Um, what's been happening in the, in the last year? How about yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, as well as working away and trying to pull the music together <laughs> when I can, given everything, like what's happened with, with COVID. I mean, I mean, oh, just now, we're, um, I, I record a lot with my brother, but just now, you know, we've not been able to to do a lot because of COVID, so everything's on the back burner, but yeah. hopefully soon. Yeah. Everything I mean, back on track. Yeah, I must admit, um, it's quite a while now since the uh, your first, sort of contacted us um in the live radio but um what you have kind of sent to me um uh, has been really enjoyable and i've, I've had some nice Thank feedback you. um from listeners you know um a couple of them in particular are very keen you know whenever there's new scottish artists um can you maybe tell us a wee bit about how karma surround came about yeah oh listening to a lot of john lennon and revolver and Rubber Soul, <laughs> obsessed with those records. Right. Like, I'm obsessed with trying to, like, replicate that that guitar sound on Revolver. I can never do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but really, I, I've always, I've been playing, um, like, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Fife, Dundee. For years, I've played, like, open mic nights. and But I've never had these songs, and I just... I had these batch of songs that I'm hopefully going to put out in an album in uh, June or July. Mm-hmm. And I played them to my brother. And my brother um, thought, you know, you really need to do something with those songs, even put them down and record them. So um, it was really four or five songs, including Do You Wonder and Stars of the Last Magnitude. Um a song called Just For Today, another one called Can't Buy The Time, which I'm hoping to put out in April, May time. And there was uh, another song called Shine And Beat. Um, and there was a few others which I scrapped, but I played them to my brother and he, he'd says, you know, we'll try and record them. Mm-hmm. So this was um, during the, when the restrictions were eased um, last year. Um, so we managed to, to lay down some tracks and he bought a Behringer. <laughs> so basically it allows me to like play some acoustic guitar and sing my vocals and I can hand it over to him. Yeah. Um, so we managed to get Do You Wonder and Stars of the Last Magnitude done, but there was three or four other songs that we recorded, but I haven't put the vocals down. So we thought, oh, you know what, we'll just get Stars of the Last Magnitude and Do You Wonder out there. And um, since we've put it online, we've, put those songs on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and sent them out to, or of course, a big fan of your radio station, James, and oh, right. um, listening on a Saturday and we just started sending the songs out and people got back and really liked them and like people at my work and friends and family and um, they're like, oh, that, 
sounds like the Beatles. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, so. I must, I must admit, the stars of the last magnitude. Um, that was kind of the first thought I had as well. The first time I listened to the track, um, and I, in all honesty, I had to kind of stop it and look back to make sure. <laughs> that it was actually your track that I was listening to and I hadn't clicked on something else. Um, and I think you guys are probably the first, in my opinion, since the Beatles, who are kind of getting towards that sort of sound. Yeah, I thank you. That's a massive compliment. And we can't like thank people enough for like showing interest, like such as yourself. And it means the world to us, you know, mm. even if like, 10 or 20 people listen or we're over them in with that like you know and we just hope it like just like uh, the songs can brighten up like people's days and people yeah. can you know like get meaning from it and makes a diff- wee, wee, wee bit of difference given everything that's going on <laughs> something yeah. positive really um, well yesterday um, when I played the Stars of the Last Magnitude uh, yesterday. Um, somebody that I follow and they follow me on Twitter actually commented on my Twitter feed. Um, they had never heard of you, um, but how great, you know, the, the track was. Um, and I kind of pointed out to them, you know, well, do you know what? There is a lot of musicians and artists out there that I'm trying in my own humble way through my shows to, to get them, you know, a bit more airplay. Yeah, no, good on you, James. You know, it is, it's, it's, it's hard, and especially now with, like, not being able to go out and gig yeah. and, like, socialise and mix with people. Because um, it's it's amazing the people that you can bump into when you're out playing gigs and things, and um, doors are opens. I mean, what, one time I was I was playing in, a, a, like, an open mic night in yeah. the Greenside Hotel in Leslie, and my brother came along as well, and... So I played acoustic guitar and uh, my brother played a bit of lead guitar over the top of the acoustic and uh-huh. um, Tom Hingley was there. So, you know, the lead singer of the Spiral Carpets. Yeah. So we, we ended up getting him to sign our vinyl and um, uh, he was selling like books and things like that. Eh? So we managed to get some stuff signed and um, but um, we're a ma- massive fan of the Spiral Carpets and it was like, you know, he, he was touring basically and it just popped in because he knows the guy that owns that place and just right. played a gig. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's just these random, especially in Glasgow and Edinburgh, you know, you bump into it. Yeah. Oh, it's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, the one thing that I certainly um, miss a lot because of the lockdown is that I would spend quite a lot of my time on the weekends going around pubs in Glasgow where I knew there was going to be live music playing. Um, yeah. hopefully catching somebody you know that uh, I'd never come across before and I was I, I count myself quite fortunate that um, before the lockdown kicked in last year at the tail end of 2019 um, I got to see a band in Glasgow who I've actually interviewed on uh, the Saturday show last year as well uh, a Glasgow band called Neon Waves who um yeah. become a huge fan of and I'm becoming a big yeah. fan of uh, Karma Surround as well, I have to admit. Oh, thank so you. Keep churning the no. stuff out, you know. <laughs> I'll need to look I'll need to look out for, for that band that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm the same. I'm always looking out for new music. Yeah. Um 
And the thing is that there's there's so many platforms out there now, you know. Um, you know, you've got your iTunes, you've got Spotify, you've got Bandcamp, you know, SoundCloud. There's so many platforms for people now that I spend a lot of time uh, on my free time now uh, trawling through all of these things, <laughs> Hunt, hunting, like, hunting people down, as it were, um, and also contacting um, like independent record uh, companies um, to mm. see, you know, if they've got anybody that you think might be be worthwhile, you know. So I'm I'm expanding, you know, everything that I've got, um, and mm. hopefully, you know, get much more of it put out there for people to hear. Um, guy, yeah. kind of like yeah. yourself, you know. That that's amazing, James. You know, hats off to you. And um, I mean, there's a, there's a independent record label called uh, is it is it Violet Records that Jim McCulloch's on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he's got a new single out from the BMX Bandits, and um, well, I love them and love Teenage Fan Club. <laughs> yeah. I think you can hear a bit of that in the songs as well. Um, but they, yeah, they, Violet, they've got some like like different mix of um, bands. Like they've got like an electronic artist, and then they've got a guy who's like a poet as well, um, who sings over music. You know, um, it's quite cool. <laughs> It, that, that sounds really interesting, actually, that you're going to put together uh, a, a video. Um, can, can you give us, without giving too much away, can you give us a wee kind of idea of the flavour of the video? Yeah, I've I've been, like, taking, like, video shots of everything round about us here, like the old industry. Um, like, at the back of me, there's the old, um, like, railway, mining railway line, mining wheel. Um, you'll see some of that in the like the SoundCloud page and Bandcamp yeah. page already. These are the things round about us, but um, there's a few other bits and pieces in there as well. It'll be like a sort of black and white reel. Um, so it's a bit abstract. I guess that's the only way to explain it. <laughs> uh, no, that's, I mean, that, that sounds really interesting because obviously um, lots of artists put videos together. Um, whether we're in a pandemic or not, um, but they all seem to have their own little take on, you know, how things should be. I mean, was there anything in particular inspired you for this video, or did you just think it might work well with the song? Yeah, well, I just, I mean, do you wonder? And stars the last magnitude. I really wrote those songs about my daughter when she was born, mm -hmm. and like. The video really is about all the things round about us, like where we live. It's um, it's an old industrial place, and um, you know there's a lot of things being built here. And I just wanted yeah. to capture all those changes, and mm -hmm. hopefully, years to come when she gets older and she <laughs> realizes, oh, he's, he's wrote these songs about me, you know. And but the, the video, she can look back on it and um, all the things that are round about us, because a lot of it's about to. You know, be be pulled down really, and yeah, um, which is sad in a way, but at the same time, um, things kind of need to move on. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, I completely get what you're saying. You know, I mean, where I grew up in Glasgow, um, there was lots of industry going on in and around, um, and there was the shipbuilding and all that kind of stuff, and you know, pretty much everything like that is gone now. Um, yeah. in some ways, a good thing as you say, but in mm -hmm. other ways, not so good. And I do find myself sometimes, there's a, a website, um, Glasgow and Times Past, something like that is called. Yeah. I do find myself getting on there sometimes and watching the old yeah. footage, you know, from like the way back in the 1930s, some of it, um, on what yeah. Glasgow was like, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. My, my granddad, well, my grandparents are from Glasgow, so my, my granddad used to work on the Clyde. Um, had, had many jobs. He said he used to just walk out a job and go into another one. So <laughs> back then, you know, well, couldn't do, do that now. No, and, and do you know what? There's a lot of truth in that. You know, I mean, even back mm-hmm. when I left school and started working, you could more or less do stuff like that as well. You know, you could you could get a job on the Monday, work all week in one place, and then think, no, I don't like this. Or even after a day, no, I don't like this, and go and get another mm-hmm. job straight away. You know, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it's not like that anymore. Um, no. so, uh, but in terms of the, so that brings me on to a nice little tack here. So obviously there's a lot of industrial heritage in and around Cardenden where you, you're living. Uh, um, uh, do you find that that has an impact on you when you're writing your songs? Or Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's um, I mean, uh, there is some songs that I've written and, it's really just about the, the changes about here, and mm-hmm. um, it's a. This is where I live. It's a big SMP support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, here, Loch Ellie, um, Central Fife, Kirkcaldy, mm-hmm. um, and you can. We're. I mean, I've grown up here all my life. Um, grandparents from Glasgow, mm-hmm. East End of Glasgow, so I've kind of seen the city um, when I was growing up but also like the, the towns and villages, but Fife's um, quite different from Glasgow because like it's like, little, the only way to describe it, it's like villages and towns that are apart, but they're kind of, the people are joined really. Yeah. You know, there's, if that makes sense. No, I completely um, get that because they said that I, I lived in uh, Fife, I lived in Glenrothes for, for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, I also lived up at uh, Thor for, for quite a while. Oh, but oh I, I, it was, I mean, Fife is well named, you know, called the Kingdom of Fife, and um, because historically it was very much an independent kingdom, you know, bordered on the south by the River Forth and the River Tay to the mm-hmm. north, and everything in between, you know, was a completely kind of different place. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. it's maintained that over the years. Um, yeah. And as you say, lots of little towns, lots of little villages. Um, but kind of like everybody sort of knows everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, even like the music, for example, like like my mum and dad, <laughs> uh, my brother, um, they posted um, a few bits of pieces on like social media and it got her in quite quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but folk are really supportive, you know, mm. Um even people at my work even managed to even reach them, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and talking about putting your stuff out on social media then, um, what other platforms do you use other than obviously SoundCloud and Bandcamp? Um, do you use things like uh, Facebook, TikTok, that sort of stuff? No, um, so it started off with SoundCloud mm-hmm. and um, Bandcamp and uh sent the songs to a couple of people and a few people got back and said, you know, you should really set up a, a Twitter because every time you get played on different radio stations, they can copy you in. And so they set up a Twitter uh, about two months ago, I think it was. And um, this is us just getting a YouTube channel set up as well. Um, I'm actually off work this week, so I'm, I'm getting that set up. Right. So I'm, I'm trying to pull together the, the video I was speaking about. Then I'm going to 
um, do like a live set because I can't play any gigs. So I'm going to do a set of like four or five songs and mm-hmm. just put it on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm going to do that this week. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, as you said, nobody is able to go out and do live gigs um, at the moment. Hopefully later on this year that's going to change and we'll get back to doing stuff like that. But so many artists have turned to, like, Facebook or YouTube or TikTok or whatever it might be, you know, to put out, you know, little sets um, of themselves performing. And it's definitely the way to go forward, I think, you know. And I think even after... Um, the pandemic is over and even after people maybe can go back to doing live gigs I think artists will still continue to do these little sort of impromptu shows if you like yeah yeah definitely appeal to you no definitely I mean I I mean when we can get back to play gigs you know I I know there's been a lot announced and a lot of bigger acts and Mm. things but it's really just waiting to see what the lay of the land's like, you know, um, what's going to manage to stay open and everything else. And yeah. but, but no, but now you're totally right in what you're saying, James. It's like this, the social media is just, it's great to get the songs out there and it's probably the best way to do it just now. Yeah, because I mean, one of the things that we have started doing is um, when I do these Zoom chats with the artists, we actually put them onto the Indie Live Radio a YouTube page. We have a, a YouTube page for Indie oh, Live brilliant. Radio. And what we do with that is we add all of the links for the artists. So if they're on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, whatever it is, we put all yeah. that in there. And then anybody that watches it can then, you know, click on the links and get taken to the appropriate pages and hopefully yeah. generate much more interest than each artist, you know, depending on who it is that's watching. Yeah, no, that another um, you know great outlet as well is the um, is it Jim Jim Gellatley with yeah. amazing um, and you know uh, we put some songs on there and um, it got played in America like four times mm-hmm. or something like that. You get a wee note of yeah. when it's played. So, but there's been quite a lot of the songs getting streamed on that mm-hmm. as well. Um, so. <laughs> It's, uh, it's just all different outlets, really. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, while, you know, the pandemic has been a, a, a bad thing, um, in some ways it's been a good thing from an artist's point of view you, because they are stretching themselves by going into these different areas that before they probably would yeah. never have uh, looked at, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're, like, really scaling up in different things, like, um, videos <laughs> um, which I didn't have a clue how to do last year yeah. anyway I'm slowly figuring it out hopefully and um, like sending I would never have ever sent songs mm-hmm. to radio stations with, even by email um, yeah. last year and I've just really started to as, as you know James I've yeah. just started doing that as of like early this year and there's yeah. things like that we would never have done yeah um, well, what, one of the one of the sad things is the fact that um, many many years ago, um, radio stations, whatever they were, were always inundated with uh, demos. Uh, usually, they were done on cassette tapes. I don't know if you're old enough to remember what a cassette tape. No. Oh, I'm CDs. <laughs> <laughs> well, a cassette tape yeah. was just a little plastic square rectangle, and um, with magnetic tape on it, and you recorded onto it. 
and then you posted it off to, you know, the appropriate radio station. And usually there was a, a dedicated person at each radio station um, would, in theory, listen to them. But they got so many of them that it became quite hard to keep up with it. So a lot of the radio stations yeah. decided not to do it. And there are very few mainstream radio stations will still do that today. One of the reasons why when I started out with the Saturday show on Indie Live Radio was with the express purpose of trying to get new people onto the air. Yeah, good on you, James. You know, it's much needed and like invaluable yeah. uh, what you're doing because there's I mean, a lot of... Don't get me wrong. I've, I've had stuff sent to me that um, I don't think is suitable for my show. But I then pass it on to one of the other guys who does a show in the evenings um, because maybe the language is a little bit fruity, shall we say. Um, <laughs> not, really, not really suitable for a daytime slot, but he, he does a show late on in an evening, so it's probably going to be better to get played there. But I always tell people, you know, when they get in touch with me, I always tell them, you know, we're going to listen to it and we'll tell you when it's getting played. And if I'm playing it, then fair enough. You know what's going on the Saturday. But if I'm not yeah. going to play it, I'll tell you who it's been sent to. And I always ask the other guy to yeah. drop a wee note to yeah. people and say to them, yeah. you know, we're doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. Then, of course, what you can do from that as well is you can tell people, you know, oh, this song or that song is going to be getting featured on, you know, in the live radio on a Saturday night or a Wednesday, a Saturday morning or a Wednesday yeah. night, whatever the case may be. Um, twofold, it helps to increase the listeners for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, you know, it, it gets the the stuff out there for you as well. Now, yeah. I was really interested in what you were saying earlier, you know, about obviously where you are in Fife, being a big SNP area. Um, and mm. just don't really do a lot of political stuff, but just on the back of that, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on, you know, this launch of the new Alba party and um, people leaving the SNP to go and join in? Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm not so keen on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how you feel the characters involved, but yeah. um, I think if anything, it's really, like, I feel for Nicola Sturgeon, it's really strengthened the support for her. I'd, yeah support for her any I would uh, vote for Nicola Sturgeon any day of the week over yeah. any of the other politicians. Uh, well it's it's interesting that you say that because um I was reading at the weekend that as of Friday night um after the announcement of the Alba party um going live there was an uptake in an extra three hundred members for the SM. Um, which yeah. quite interesting, you know, when you when you look at it in correlation to, because usually when something new comes along, people jump onto that because it's, yeah. you know, um, they might not yeah. understand what it's all about, but they get in there because it's new. But the opposite effect seems to be happening. Um, and at the end of the day, my take on it is that as long as we get enough independence supporting people in the parliament, I don't really care which party they, they represent. You know, yeah, as long as yeah. as long as they're there to win independence, that's the important thing from my point of view. And and do do the best for the like the people <laughs> they represent. Um, well, yeah, you know. I mean, obviously that. I mean, 
that's really what an, an MP or an MSP is there for, or a councillor even. You know, they're, they're voted in by the public and they should be representing the public. And sadly, um, most of your mainstream politicians um, don't do that, you know, um, and it's, it's a real shame. They, they kind of take advantage, don't they? Yeah. Um, but just sad. Yeah. Um, I mean, we one of the uh, on our Discord channel earlier, um, one of my colleagues had put up uh, a picture of Pretty Patel, um, and I didn't <laughs> quite understand what this was. It was like a mustache painted on her, and excuse me, weird eyebrows. Um, and I didn't quite understand the context of it because I hadn't actually seen the story, but it was in relation to the fact that she'd spent so much money on a makeover. Um, and then they listed a few other things that you know she'd spent a lot of money on. Um, and I look at stuff like that and I see how unequal it is, you know, with people struggling and they vote, yeah. them, you know, them voting down, you know, not to give people an extra 20 quid a week if they're on benefits and stuff like that. And I yeah. think I'm paying for that through my taxes, you know, exactly. And um, I, I would much rather if they turned around and said, Well, look, you know what, let's give extra money to these people. I mean, yeah, there are people yeah. in there who don't really deserve it because they're swinging the lead. That's part and parcel, but there's a lot of people on there that do need that help, you know. Yeah. Not, and uh, you know, you see all. I mean, over the years, the rising food banks and, um, you know, unemployment and yeah. um, all the social issues that you know, and then COVID hit, and you think, but it's just some of the things the politicians do. The message, the messages they send, and like yeah. with like traveling, even during COVID times, um, when we're all locked down and um, the money they spend and waste, and you think, you know, that resource could go somewhere else. And yeah. um, I, I has, just hope. Has that ever inspired you or made you think about possibly writing a, something that would be political? Yeah, you know, yeah. I've, 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 I've never ever written a, a political song, but. Like every, sometimes, you know, you just that, that anger that comes from like watching these people that you elect do what they do. Yeah. And all the money that's wasted and resources and then you you can, whether it's in where I live or you go to a city or inner cities and you see, you know, people disadvantaged and just trying to get on their feet and they can't because circumstances are just against them and yeah. again it goes back to what I was saying earlier about them, these politicians just taking advantage of the yeah. system really and play a game really it's just hope in the future that um, just more positive thinking people mm. Yeah, you know, just yeah. trying to take the country in the right direction really Yeah. Um, so let's get back to the music then um, so, when did you first start sort of playing and performing? Oh, I'm, well, I'm 35, so I'm, um, oh, that would have been my late 20s and um, early 30s, and I started just playing, like, open mics. Mm -hmm. I played everywhere. I've played 
honestly, I'm not kidding when I say this, James. I've played most of the pubs in, uh, in Fife, um, Edinburgh. I just jumped the train. I go across the yeah. likes of Whistle Binkies and Bannermans, and um, I would. I would do the same in Glasgow. I would drive to Glasgow and I would I would I'd play everywhere like for the from the box at Socky Hall Street right <laughs> up to the thirteenth note. Um I was playing um uh, McChills as well. Right. You know, closer to the East End. Yeah. That's yeah. how far up I got because my grandparents didn't live too far for there. Um I was playing oh, all over Glasgow. I was playing hundreds and hundreds of gigs, but I never really had the songs that I have just now they just come about really yeah yeah it was when my daughter was born to be honest um i don't know where they come from they just dropped <laughs> to the sky and um but no word to lie i'd, I'd um, i had about five or six songs and so it was first batch of songs was like do you wonder stars yeah. the last magnitude um song called can by the time that i'm going to release mm. uh, for my, my next single um um another song called Trust is a Two-Way Betrayal, Just for Today. And then I had a, oh, this mad acoustic instrumental thing. And I played them all with my brother and he was like, you need to scrap that one for a start. That's just utter nonsense. And I was just listening too much to the Beatles and, you know, they play all these experimental yeah. chords. And yeah. So he said, no, just stick to basics. And mm. and that's what I did, really. And I played the songs to him and he said, you need to do something with them. So we got a, I don't know how we even got in a, into this to be honest we ended up looking at Beringer's it was his idea really and then he got the set up um, literally just as the restrictions were eased and we, we ended up it was a miracle to be honest how we managed to get Do You Wonder and mm-hmm. Stars of the Last Magnitude complete so and we, we laid down the um, all the instruments to Can't Buy the Time and two other songs as well um, and an instrumental song, but I couldn't get to do the vocals, so the, pretty much the whole album's sitting there. I just have to go on and sing to bonus. It'll not take yeah. long at all. But but then my brother um, with with uh, Do You Wonder and Stars of the Last Magnitude, he, he emailed um, Alex Wharton down in um, Abbey Studios yeah. just on the off chance because we got somebody in music circles that says they'll they'll uh, master that for you. <laughs> So we emailed them, but usually it goes to student engineers, but um, Alex had emailed my brother and says, I'll do it for £200. So, which is nothing for him, really. Yeah. Um, You know, um, but he he just sent the songs and he says, I quite like them. If I just, um, if I could raise the voice on it and the vocals on both Mm. tracks, uh, make the drums a bit sharper, uh, bring the lead guitar down, um, and he mixed it or a four or five days I think my brother spoke to him once and then he'd emailed a couple of times and sent them and that was it it was it worked as quick as that and yeah um we got them back you know and we thought oh, we'll just put them out there and that's when we put them on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and it's just really went for there to be honest we sent them out a load of radio stations I think there's about 30 independent yeah. stations all over the place played them um folks seem to enjoy them so that's mm. brilliant I'm just happy that folk like them you know yeah, well, um, that's the, that's the thing, you know. As you said about you know playing them to your brother and your brother saying you know you need to do this, that, and the next thing. A lot of artists, and I've I've found this when I've been speaking to other people as well. They kind of second guess themselves a little bit 
with their material. Mm. Um, and it's not until they, they allow someone else to listen that they really start to get some sort of positive or proper feedback on it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I do a lot of writing, um, mainly yeah. for my own pleasure, if I'm being honest. Um, but on the occasions when I get other people to, to look at it and I get feedback from them, that gives me the encouragement, you know, to, to do stuff, yeah. you know, going forward. I, I remember a oh, long, long time ago now, um, I wrote this one-act play and we could never actually perform it. We could maybe perform it yeah. now, but at the time we couldn't perform it because the main protagonists were still alive and it was too easy to tell who they were. <laughs> it was very thinly veiled, you know, and the yeah. names that we gave the characters, it was too easy to determine who it was based on, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so I, I, don't, I don't know if they're still alive. I, I don't think they are, but if they're not, then, you know, it could probably get uh, aired. But it was <laughs> it was one of the first times that I'd written something like that, um, because it had always been stories and essays that I'd written before, um, and I got somebody to 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 read it and look at it, and they were hot to put it on stage, and I was like, no, we can't, we we really can't, mm. because we're going to open ourselves up to all sorts of problems. <laughs> They're just too obvious <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> I think from an artistic point of view, what I'm trying to say is that whoever you are, if you're writing a lot of stuff, don't just sit on it, you know, get mm. other people to listen to it, um, get their opinion on it, um, even if they're not technically, musically minded, um, people know what they like when mm. they hear it. You know, yeah. and they might not understand how a song or a, a track gets put together. They don't need to. What they need yeah. to understand is, do I enjoy that? Do I like the music? Do I like the lyrics? Even if you don't understand the language that it's in, does it yeah. touch your soul? You know, yeah. and, and yeah. to me, that's the big thing, an important thing about music. It's touching yeah. people's souls. Yeah, no, definitely. Couldn't have said it any better. It's... <laughs> You know, you any. I mean, anytime. I know I keep on going on about the, like the Beatles and, mm -hmm. um, but anytime I hear like Revolver or Rubber Soul, yeah, I'll just I won't listen to one song. I'll have to listen to the whole album. Yeah, I know. My exactly wife's like, from. my wife's like, I'm fed up. I can. She knows every word to it <laughs> and the track listing in, but but um, even in the car and everything as well. But I'm the same as yourself, James. Like when I hear the Laz, like there she goes or mm -hmm. Liberty Ship, like I, I never get sick of the songs. Yeah. Um, it's like Echo and the Bunny Men. I mean, mm -hmm. like I mean, at the Killing Moon and things like that. I, I can listen to them all the time eh, and never get fed up with the songs. I just. Mm -hmm. Uh, just yeah. great pieces of music. I've got about six CDs in the car that I listen to constantly. Um, and I could probably sing every song, <laughs> you know, word perfect from start to finish uh, by now. But as you say, it's just that they're great tunes, you know, and they really mm. make me feel good when I'm listening to them. Um, and in mm. fact, I've just added to that list, actually, I've just added uh, the recent album that Bro have done, um, who were featured on the uh, Indie Live Radio quite a lot, and they were our artist last week. Um, so <laughs> they've been added into the, the car entertainment system. <laughs> no, Brett, I'll need to look out um, for the. I'm, I'm always looking out for new music. Um, I'm always... 
I always check in on the page. Um, yeah. Um, always listening in on on the internet to the station as well on a Saturday. Um, um, so it's it's great. You you always hear like new bands and mm. um, new artists. So it's fantastic. Well, um, I, I think that what what I would like to happen, um, whether it does or not, I don't know. But what I would like to happen is that everybody that we feature, um, and somehow or other they get to get in contact with other artists that they enjoy listening to or they've heard on Indie Live Radio or whatever and maybe getting some sort of wee collaboration going, you know a wee bit yeah, across yeah. Uh, country uh, working on things because I think yeah. uh, it, it, I mean, one of the guys that uh, we didn't play it this week we played it last week uh, a guy called Paul from Dublin, um, a band called Paul we played a new track that he did with a rapper based in Phoenix in Arizona. And they, oh, put, this, they put this track together across the void, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's come across really, really well. Um, that's brilliant. That's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I think because people are shut in, you know, I don't know how many more people have done that, I'm sure lots of people have done it, but it's a kind of yeah. thing that more people should be getting themselves into, because you yeah. never know what influence another artist might have on you or your music, or vice versa Yeah, yeah no, definitely, it's it's the only way to learn as well mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you, you speak to other people and um, listen to their music and um, I think that's a, obviously the great thing about live gigs because you can see people like in person and yeah. it's the only way to learn really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. when all that comes up again, it'll be a absolutely fantastic. So, um, but but not just now, I guess we have to look at that doing that over the internet. Yeah, which is yeah. great that Paul's managed to do that. Uh, I mean, your brother um, does he play instruments? Yeah. Oh. He he's um he come along to a lot of the, the live shows, but he's a he's a busy man with work, mm-hmm. you know. Um so I describe myself as a singer songwriter, but Aye. he try he tries to um he, like when I was playing all those gigs, um he try and make the odd one, but he would he would mainly play electric guitar, so right. he would play the electric over the the acoustic. Right. Um but in a way in a strange kind of way, like we, I had seven or eight songs which are all scrapped, but um, those songs led to where I am just now. Yeah. So my, my brother, um, he really, um, I mean, he's really kicked the songs into shape. Mm-hmm. What what they are now is really down to him. I mean, we wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be here speaking to you just now if it wasn't <laughs> for him, to be honest. He That's... really recorded them. Yeah. He pretty much mixed. He pretty much mixed everything. Uh-huh. See on the tracks. Yeah. Um. My main instruments are acoustic mm-hmm. and the bass, and then I sing. Um. But my brother, lead guitar, um, plays drums. He also plays mm-hmm. bass. Um. Plays rhythm a lot better than me as well. <laughs> um. He's <laughs> a talented man, but um. But I have no idea how he he figured out how to mix music. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. He just had a bit of time off over Christmas, really, yeah. when the the COVID restrictions really kicked in again. We couldn't see each other. He, yeah. he just had that time to really spend on it, and he managed to just to work it all out. And then that's when he contacted uh, Alex yeah. um, down in Abbey Road, really. Yeah. Um, 
So it was him that really pulled all that together, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, mixing isn't really that difficult. Um, you know, if you've got the time to to work on it, it's like anything else. You know, if you've got the time to work on it and you make you make your mistakes and you kind of take a note of the mistakes that you've made so that you don't remake them kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But with all the software that's available now, um, it's yeah. so much easier to do stuff like that than it was. Um, I mean, I played, I played in a band many, many years ago and uh, there was no digital recording back then. It was all recorded on a master magnetic tape and everything was recorded individually and then brought together you know, pretty yeah. much the same way that they do now with the digital stuff, but it was much more mm. difficult because you had lots of different magnetic tape players all having yeah. to bring them all together, you know, and master them onto another magnetic tape. <laughs> 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 That's some process. Um, yeah. And the thing is, when you, when you were editing stuff like that, you cut it out, right? Physically cut the tape. And you had to keep the bit that you'd taken out just in case you wanted to put it back in. Whereas now when you're mm -hmm. editing stuff uh, digitally, again, you still yeah. cut it, but you can put it to one side and keep it there and you don't lose it. You don't, you know, you don't have hundreds of bits of magnetic tape kicking about and you think, where did I put that piece? You know, <laughs> which, which I've done, oh. which I had done on many occasions in the past. <laughs> oh. Oh, to imagine if you recorded something that was absolutely amazing and you're like, oh, where did I put that, you know? Um, it's <laughs> exactly. like out somewhere. <laughs> but, um, we, we, um, a, another thing that we did as well, something we put on SoundCloud, we ended up, because um, oh, where I live, it's not too far to walk out and be in the middle of nowhere away yeah. from nobody, but I went up to the old mining mill and I recorded a song there just for today and I put it on SoundCloud and I just, um, I just took... Um, the recording device on the iPad and I just hit play and just played the acoustic guitar and sung it. I've done that with mm -hmm. two songs. So mm -hmm. um, my brother was like, it'd be good to put, um, obviously the songs that were mixed and things like that, but it'd be good to put two acoustic songs yeah. on the album like that, just record them mm -hmm. and nothing in it apart for you and the, your acoustic guitar singing. And because that's really what how we started really. It's just yeah. a signature thing. Yeah. So uh, uh, one of the, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of the band Tidelines. Tidelines, no, Tidelines, I've never heard no. of them. I'll need to sing in English, but they're predominantly a Gaelic band. Um, right. And it's sort of rock style that they play in. And the lead singer for them does just that very thing that you're talking about. He goes, out, you know, he lives and it's, you know, out there into the countryside and he goes up a hill and just does the exact same thing with like an iPad or whatever and just sits there with the acoustic guitar and does it, you know? And I've seen a couple yeah. of videos, you know, that he's done with it. And I was always amazed. I'm sure he must at some point edit it so that, you know, the extraneous wind noise or whatever can be reduced. Um, obviously, you want it to be too yeah. windy. You know, you want it to be a fairly calm day when you do it. But, you know, there is software that allows you to, to reduce all that kind of background stuff, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think that's terrific that you're doing that. And, you know, if you can get something like that included in, um, you know, when you're doing an album or whatever, it, it just makes it real, much more real. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, as, as well as those songs and 
the, the ones I, I spoke about earlier too that are pretty much like full band songs. Um, Do You Wonder Stars The Last Magnitude, uh, Can't Buy The Time, uh, Trust A Two Way Betrayal, The Two Acoustics, and then one of the other songs to make it more real as well is like a, an instrumental that we've recorded as well. And that's how we really started out playing yeah. music. And there was no singing, it was just... Um, just me playing acoustic guitar and my brother playing lead and then it just went from there really um, yeah. I so, mean everything every journey starts with the first step as they say um, and in a musical sense you know every musical journey starts with that first note whether you sing it or you play it um, and it's whether or not you can then take that forward um, yeah. you know because a, lo- a lot of people are musical um, but they don't take it forward um, yeah. maybe they're not confident enough to do it or somebody laughs at them you know at a very early stage and it really shatters their confidence or what little confidence they have I'm a great believer that anybody who's artistic in any way shape or form should be nurtured and encouraged um, yeah. I, I I had a well it was actually my ex-wife um, a friend of hers uh, her husband little lad was a lovely little singer he had a beautiful voice and uh, he got a keyboard for Christmas one year and he was learning how to play it and it got taken away from him because he was making too much noise with the keyboard uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like buy him a set of headphones plug the headphones in yeah. here you won't hear it but he'll hear it but they wouldn't do it yeah. it was easier to yeah. take the thing away from him you know and it just completely destroyed the laddie's confidence yeah and it's a, an outlet as well isn't it music exactly, for people exactly. and create something and it just it can lead to all different routes like mm. like what you're saying earlier yeah. james like if you could start out writing music but then you could get into like plays and things like that and arts exactly. and different arts and um even painting and yeah. um it could lead to all sorts of avenues really yeah. um and you never know what's inside you until you, you try it. I mean, I know for a fact, I, my granny used to say to me, the only thing I would ever draw would be a pension, as long as I get to that age. <laughs> I mean, even if I draw a stick man, you know, you wouldn't actually know it was a stick man. That, that's how bad I am as an artist. But I know, I know, I know that there are other things that I can do, you know, that uh, I'm, I'm very good at. So, yeah, absolutely. As you say, you, you've got to try things, you know, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And it's the same with your music. And I'm sure you've maybe done this as well, you know. Thought, I'm going to try going down this route, you know, and you go down yeah. a wee route, but then you don't feel comfortable with it or, you know, whatever happens, you think, no, that's not really where I want to go. I need to go back to what I was doing before. Yeah, I'd, I'd um, last I mean, I think when I started writing songs again, um, really last summer, kind of onwards, and I really didn't write this batch of songs until November, December time, but it's a period before that I was listening to a lot of Echo and the Bunnymen, and oh, I was trying to sort of replicate that, and oh, you should have heard it, it was awful. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to need to scrap this, you know, and that's when I went back to the Beatles and the stuff I know. Um <laughs> But then, you know, but that's the whole point, you know, at least you experimented with something different. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't comfortable for you at that point. 
who knows, you know, maybe in another couple of years you could revisit it and it would be much more yeah. comfortable for you. You, you know, you, yeah. you never, in, in my opinion, you never say never. You know, and yeah. I, that goes across everything as far as I'm concerned. You know, people will ask, say to me, you know, is that you finished doing X? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I moved back up to Glasgow um, twelve years ago now, um, when I moved back up, people were saying to me, "Oh, is that you back? You know, back home, back home for good now? You know?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. You know, if somebody made me an offer to go and move somewhere else, um, yeah. there's a good chance I would do it, and I still feel that way today." Yeah, yeah, it's good to be to be. Just don't stand still and keep. Moving forward, yeah, and and don't close doors completely, you know, um, because you never yeah. know. It's it's like I remember somebody telling me many years ago that if you if you're leaving a job, you're not getting sacked, but you're leaving a job. It's always better to leave on good terms because yeah. you never yeah. know that something might happen and you might be drawn back to that place. And if you're yeah, left on bad yeah. terms, they're unlikely to give you another go. But if you're yeah. left on good terms, there's a chance that they might take you back in again. Yeah, no, it's a good point, James. You know, and even with the, the music as well, I was, um, I think the last time I spoke to you, um, I was looking into this record company I'd never come across before. Um, mm. Was it Violet Records? And yeah. like Jim McCulloch and from the BMX Bandits is on there. and um, but one of the, the bands, uh, Departure Lounge, I think it is, they're, um, I'd, like, just the point you're making, James, um, it's like one of their guitarists somehow knew Peter Buck for years gone by, and he come, you know, for R.E.M. Yeah. And he come back and was played on the recent record. Yeah. So they knew each other for, go, for years gone by and everything that's happened between them. Mm-hmm different journeys and different routes but they've come back together and they've made this great record together on yeah. this Violet Records and I thought whoa <laughs> you know absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean you know the, sometimes people unintentionally you know shut shut the door behind them um, and, it, and it slams shut and they can't get it to open again um, but it's just sometimes as you say you know you, you meet somebody in the passing and Years go by, and your your paths cross again, and suddenly you're making wonderful music together. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no, definitely. There's, oh, there's, there's no, no chance of me and my brother, you know, going different musical <laughs> directions because we're tied in with the songs now. You know, he's, um, he, he, he's, he's listening to them and he's got them there. He's like, oh, you know, we'll need to try and get them out there to. Yeah, as many people as we can really. Um, because, um, no, it's, it's just even if you know, even if 10 or 20 people like the songs, like mm-hmm. we'd, we'd be over the moon with that, you know. Yeah, um, but we just what now, we're, what I guess what I'm trying to say is now we've pulled all this together, we, we need to finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You, know? you need to, you, um, you know, you need to come to the end of that road, um, and get that all tied off and then move on to the you know, the next path, if you like. Um, do, does your brother dabble at all in the writing of songs or is it all really down to yourself? The, um, the one, 
the melody and the chords that he really pulled together was Stars the Last Magnitude. Mm-hmm. I wrote the lyrics to that. Yeah. Um, but more of the melody, um, I would, the one song on the albums, I would say that's more his. Um, 40. And, and the guitars, the bass, you know, um, the, the melody, I would say, you know, Michael, that's that's really his his song. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, Can have you got lyrics and um you know a title and you know that would go with us and we just started working on it really and yeah. that was the one really we're lucky to pull that together before the the restrictions really. Yeah, yeah. because uh, I get again it's it's really like everything, James, or the songs that we're writing are really touch and go because like we can that idea come together, but there could be other ideas but because we're not able to meet up, we could just fall apart really, you yeah, know. But yeah. but luck luckily luckily we managed to record everything. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all the music to all the songs and I just have to sing them really. So it's all there, eh? Yeah. Um but um I think- but, but no my, my brother um he's a he's a he's a big Beatles fan as well and mm-hmm. um he um, I'm not quite sure if he is writing songs to be honest, because he's really, from what we have just now, um, the album. I think we're just wanting to finish, you know, what what we have really. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the instrumental song he's had a big part in that as well. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know. Yeah. So um, it might be, it might be then that you know he's not really going to be a lyricist. You know, he's not going to write the songs, nah. the lyrics for it. But from a musical standpoint, you know, that could be the the bedrock, if you like, um, yeah. a contribution. It's interesting, though, that you're, you're both, you know, big fans of the Beatles for young lads, really, you know. Yeah. Is, is that yeah. because of your parents or maybe your grandparents? Where does that come de- from? De- definitely. It's it's just come from them, really. And um, honestly, when I was younger, um, I remember picking up a cassette um, it was my mum's, it was a Stone Roses cassette, right. and I remember listening to that even when I was I know that was about in the, the 80s, but, mm. um, but when I was a, a wee unit at school um, I mind even listening to that, years years after they'd split up, the yeah. Stone Roses but yeah. I remember listening to it and I thought, wow, that, they're amazing, a vinyl mm. um, Golden Brown by the Stranglers I think yeah. that was my dad's um, I managed to figure out how to play a vinyl player as well when I was a kid. I don't know how, but no scratch the things. But but I remember playing Golden Brown. Um, yeah, kept playing it, and I thought that's just fantastic. And the other, um, my mum had a lot of like Fleetwood Mac as well. Yeah. Um. So, but the melodies must have just got stuck in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Aye. You know. Definitely. Definitely. But it's good, you know, that you 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 and your brother have kind of taken up the mantle, if you like, you know, uh, and you're and you're moving forward um, with things. Um, I think we're, we're pretty much getting towards the end of things because um, what I'll do is I'll put this together with the first bit that we did yesterday before we had all the technical problems. Um, <laughs> but just uh, to sort of final, finally round things off from your own point of view. Um, where do you see yourselves going over the next, say, 12 to 18 months, assuming that, you know, everything settles down yeah. and you're able to go out and perform and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, well, fingers crossed we can finish Can't Buy the Time. 
and we'll put that out as a single mm-hmm. in May, and then we'll work towards the album. Put the album out hopefully about June, July time, which will be a, an eight-song album, mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully look at trying to play live. Um, yeah, you know, I, I used to play Whistle Binkies all the time in Edinburgh. I'd love to go back there. Mm-hmm. Um, get back to Glasgow, Dundee. I used to play Dundee quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And just round about here in Fife as well, and yeah. um, just link in with all the people um, in the, the music scene, and just kind of share the music, and yeah. um, you know, listen to what other people have as well, and mm-hmm. um, make new friends, and um, and then the music scene, meet new people, and yeah. different experiences. But then, you know, maybe like you know, long term, just just to get the music out to as many people as possible, really, yeah. James and. I'd be happy well, with that. <laughs> as, as, long, as, as long as you make it and you send it to me, I'll play it, you know. Or uh, if, it's you. Some, if it's something, as I say, that maybe isn't suitable for a daytime airplay because of the, the language or whatever, um, you know, we do have other options for playing it later on in the evening as well. So, you know, it's everything that gets sent to us at some point gets used. I'll say that much, um, but it's been thank great. To, it's been great to chat with you, Darren. Um, well, thank um, thank you for having me. It's greatly appreciated. And no thank problem. you for listening. <laughs> Absolutely, and you keep tuning in to us on Indie Live Radio. Keep writing and recording, okay. and uh, we'll take it all on from there. Alright, thanks again. Take care, you're, sir. You're welcome, mate. Thanks a lot for your time. Bye now. Okay, so how do you get in touch with me here at the Saturday Show? Well, it's very, very simple. You can tweet me at JE Saturday Show or at Indie Live Radio. You can send me a message to our page on Facebook, Indie Live Radio. Why not join us on the Discord chat live during the show? Go to the website, indielive.radio, and sign up to the Discord chat channel. You can text the show, 07849. 162250 that's 07849 162250 you can email me at the show and if you are a musical artist singer band etc you email james.saturdayshow at gmail.com with a sample of your music and uh, we can arrange to have it played on air for you we have our own facebook page and uh, any interviews a new artist that i will be featuring will be posted up on there also james's saturday show fantastic classics artist interviews and brand new music james's saturday show on indie